0: Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas with another Fisher's Amendment video broadcast, and it is good to be here this evening. And, um, tonight we're going to be getting into Matthew chapter 11, and I don't have much iPad power, so I may go kind of quick tonight, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um so uh really quickly there is no new announcements coming up. Um there is no new announcements coming up. Um as per prayer requests it's gonna be the usual you know prayer request, pray for me, my broadcasts, my videos. Um please do keep Brother Joey in prayer um, keep our nation in prayer, um, keep our leaders in prayer, amen, so, we ought to pray for them, and, uh, and all that's, you know, keep, keep, keep each other in prayer, um, and, uh, I know I could use your prayers, so, and my, um, thing here went, So, anyways, uh, I'm I'm not going to get too much into it because we've got quite a bit of stuff to go through in Matthew chapter 11. Um, So I do apologize if this is a really rushed prayer request and announcements kind of thing. But I do want to get through this because I don't have much power on my iPad. I'm only at 44%. And... I forgot to have it charged while I was at work. So, go figure. I've got a lot of things on my mind right now. A lot of things I'm discouraged about. So, <clears throat> you all pray for me. Um, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 11, Matthew 11, and uh, we're going to verse start in verse one, and we're going to go ahead and jump right into our into our uh, lesson for tonight. And uh, that is Matthew chapter 11. We'll start in verse 1. And it says, And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples. And said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Now, I want to take a look at something here, because there's something that I think all of us can miss. And we know that John the Baptist was just a mighty man of God. And Jesus said there was there is no one more mightier than he that rose up. Okay, so John the Baptist was a very mighty man of God, but he was human, which means that he did struggle with some things. And we have to understand that we as Christians, we might be strong in faith, but that doesn't exempt you from having weaknesses. You could be a mighty man or woman for Christ and, you know, do all the right things and, and, and be obedient and the Lord be well pleased with you and yet still have your weaknesses. Now why is that? It's because we have a sin nature. I have a sin nature. You have a sin nature. We all have a sin nature. Okay? Now why do I say this? Because... We see this is a time when John is thrown in prison and I don't know about you but if you were thrown in jail or prison for the sake of Christ I don't think you would be all that happy and of course you'll probably have a lot of doubts that flood your mind well this is what happened to John the Baptist John the Baptist, while he was in prison, struggled with some doubts. And he struggled with some doubts in so much that he sent two of his disciples to Jesus because of these doubts that John was having. Now, Jesus didn't bash him over the head and they didn't bash him over the head and say, Well, why ye little faith? He didn't say that. But we'll take a look at how Jesus responded to these particular to this particular instance when 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 they could see, you know, just even just the doubts that John had. And we see that these servants had asked Jesus, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? So, there is doubt there. We see that John had doubts, because he was in prison, for the sake of Christ, for the sake of the gospel. And there's doubts that flooded him. And this is what Jesus says in verse 4 Jesus answered and said unto them Go and shew John again those things Which ye do see Which ye do hear and see So that we see that Jesus Sends these two servants back to John And Jesus tells the two servants to tell John So we see that jesus does not beat john over the head and he didn't say well why why aren't you more mighty why aren't you more why haven't you been as mighty as you were no jesus told the two the two disciples to go to john and to give him reassurance can i tell you something today If there's any of you that is in my boat where you're struggling with doubt, where you're struggling with just faith and all that stuff, can I assure you, can I just tell you that Jesus will comfort you? Jesus will give you assurance. Jesus will give you assurance. And I'm going to tell you something, really quickly, okay, I had this come, I had that happen to me, like, a while back, and I can't remember exactly, I can't remember the exact, I can't remember exactly the year, I think it was like, what, I think it it was, I think it was in 2019. Um. I think it was, an, I can't remember the exact date now, but let me just share something with you to be of comfort to you, okay? There was a time in my life where I had struggled with doubt. I was doubting my salvation, and I had a lot of doubts during that, during this period of time. And finally it got to a point where I was driving, I I remember, I I can't exactly remember the date, but I remember that clear evening. I was driving to work, and as I was praying and repenting of my sin, I told God, I said, God, I don't want to doubt my salvation anymore and i want I told God I said, i want to know that if I die tonight I'd go home to be with you and I kept praying that kept re- praying and repenting and and seeking God on this and I kid you not as I had asked the Lord of that as I was praying. It felt as if something lifted off from me. I was in a moment of doubting my salvation. I was in a moment of where I just had doubts. And I told God I didn't want to doubt my salvation anymore. I wanted to know for sure that if I died, I'd be in heaven. And I took that, I took a little bit of time before work and I prayed and repented of my sins, asking God to forgive me of my sins. Just praying and seeking Him, praying and seeking Him. And as I was praying, the Holy Ghost just took that burden off of me. he did by God's grace the Holy Ghost took that burden off of me and boy was I joyful I was playing Christian music on my phone at work didn't care I didn't really care who heard it I just did I just started playing music and boy was I happy I was just full of joy after I got done because at that moment I knew I knew that if I died, I go to heaven and you know I kind of wonder too if the Lord had waited me to preach on this now because lately I've been very discouraged very just doubtful even to a point of doubting my salvation And I think even now having to preach this I think is a reminder of that. Sometimes when we doubt and go through things we tend to forget. We tend to not we tend to forget those 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 moments. But the point I want to make is that I was in a time of doubting and by the by the grace of God God gave me assurance. God gave me assurance of my salvation at that moment. He did. And that's the point I want to make, is that when you're in a, in a point in your life when you are just doubting, and when things come against you, Christ will give you that assurance. And we see here, this is what Jesus is doing for John He sends, his, he sends the two disciples back to John and, and again in verse 4 it says Jesus answered and said out of them Go and shoot John again Those things which ye do hear and see The blind receive their sight And the lame walk The lepers are cleansed And the deaf hear And the dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. So we see that Jesus is giving. He is giving assurance to John. Because John is in in a very low place right now. At this time John is in prison because of what because the fact that he follows Christ. Jesus and Jesus says in verse six, and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. In verse seven it says, "And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, what went ye out into the wilderness to see a reed shaken with the wind, but what went ye but what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment, behold they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to, for to see? a prophet, yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. for this is he of whom it is written: Behold, I will send my messenger before the face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent taketh by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias. This is Elias, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. You see, John came in the spirit of Elias. And this is why Jesus said, This is Elias. It wasn't the fact that he was physically Elijah. But he came in the spirit of Elijah. Amen. Now, um, let's see here. Um... And Malachi chapter 4, verse 5, it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So we see that this Elijah is in reference to John the Baptist. And so we see that John was to prepare straight a path for the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3 it says, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make straight in the desert a highway of for our God. And again in Isaiah sixty-two ten it says, Go through and go through the gates. Prepare ye the way of the people, and cast up cast up the highway, gather out the stones, lift up a standard for the people. We also see here in Matthew 3:3, 3, 3, for this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, And make his paths straight. Again, we see this a couple times. One in in Mark chapter 1 verse 3. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And again in Luke chapter 3 verse 4. It says, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. We see that John the Baptist is that one in the wilderness, crying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Amen. Now, it says, uh, verse 15 He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows. And saying, we have piped on to you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came, neither eating nor drinking, and say, he hath a devil. Which, by the way, is blasphemy, because we know that John the Baptist was filled of the Holy Ghost before he was born. And yet, people were accusing John of having a devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber and a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. Then, he, then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Um... Now it says, Woe unto thee, Chorazin, woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago on sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it should be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. Well, what does that exactly mean? Well, Y'all are not going to like this, but I'm going to say it anyways. When you get people who hear the gospel, that have witnessed, been witnessed to, they know and they are they are without excuse, meaning they've heard the gospel, they've heard the preaching, they, they were witnessed to, they were given gospel tracts, they were warned, and yet they reject... Christ. They're not just going to die in their sin if they reject Christ and die in that condition. But their judgment's going to be intolerant. And it's going to be really harsh. Why? Because... Those who've heard it and rejected, they are no longer without an excuse. Which means they know better. Compared to like Sodom and Gomorrah, they were wiped out because of their sin. But there is no prophet that went to tell them about Christ. There is no prophet that, that went to tell them about Christ. The good news, the word of God, there was no prophet in, in, in those, and there is no prophet. So, the person who heard the gospel and rejected it, their judgment's going to be more so than those who didn't hear it. Because those who did hear it and rejected it, they're without excuse. And so, I don't know exactly what that means. I don't want to know. But Jesus is serious. It's going to be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon. in the day of judgment for those then then those who have listened to the gospel heard it and rejected it and that judgment day for them for those who reject the word of god judgment day for them is not going to be a pretty one jesus said that 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 it would be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than for them and thou Capernaum which art exalted unto heaven shall be broken down to hell for if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you, that it should be more tolerable for the tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. Let me just give you guys a warning. Be very careful to not reject the word of God. Be very careful to not reject it. Because if you reject it, and you die in that condition, and you die in that condition of rejecting Christ, number one, you've committed the unpardonable sin, which is blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, because it's the Holy Ghost that testifies of Christ. And so to reject Christ is to reject the testimony of the Holy Ghost. but you reject Christ and you die in that condition you you end up in hell your judgment is going to be very intolerable you won't be able to tolerate your judgment that's pretty severe I I don't even know what that consists of but that is pretty bad That's ex- that's extremely bad. When you reject Christ and you die in that condition, please don't don't reject Christ because it, it's, it's going to be really bad if you reject him. And it's going to be worse. For, it's going to be it's and it's, it's going to be bad, especially for those who've heard the gospel, and yet rejected. It's not going to be good just saying believe it or not we're almost done and I got 40% battery power left praise the lord um At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight, all things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Here's the last part, and I hope this will be an encouragement for you. And believe it or not, during my time, during the last couple weeks when times were tough, I actually had somebody. I can't remember who it was, but I had somebody actually send me these exact verses. In verse 28, it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy And my burden is light You know We go through a lot of trials And tribulations in our time And unfortunately We'll continue to go through those Through trials and tribulations If you just feel Like you're just so spiritually drained That you've you feel like you just can't carry on go to Jesus now a lot a lot will, a lot of brothers and sisters will say you should pray and yes you should pray but what does it also mean to go to Jesus read your Bible read your Bible read your Bible in prayer that's how you go to Jesus you go to your Bible and you read can I tell you something Pastor Mike Mike will even tell you this you know how you get rid of devils you just turn on the light and how do you turn on the light open your bible and read if you are spiritually oppressed and you are in need of and you are in need of comfort the way to do it is to go and read your bible pray and i'll tell you even through what I just went through and even still kind of am. When you actually just take the time to prop open your Bible and just read it out loud, you don't necessarily have to be studying it. You just take your Bible, you open it, and just read it out loud. You'll start to find that devils will flee, and you'll start to you'll start to see that you get to be in a better mood. You will start to start acting like your normal self again, kind of goofy. When, when you prop open your Bible and you just start reading, you'll, you'll find a rest, you'll find a rest. Yeah, I I want you guys to kind of keep your place there, but I I just want I just want to share something with you Even during my times of doubt and sorrow um, I Just propped open my Bible started reading some started reading some songs And there was a verse that really just, really just got me weeping. And it comes from Psalm chapter 3, verse 4. It says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I'll tell you what, I... When I started reading that and when I came to that verse, I was in tears. In so much that I had to put my Bible down and just cover my face with my hands and just started weeping. I mean, I was in tears when I got to that. I can't explain it. I just started weeping when I read that. And we know that God hears his kids. We know this. God hears his kids. You know, sometimes we take, I think we take the word of God for granted. We ought not to do that. But when you... Crack open the word of God. You start reading. Read Psalms. Right now I'm I'm reading Job. I'm reading Job. And I'm reading Psalms. A couple chapters. At a time. But you know when you need medicine for your soul you crack open your bible and you just start reading out loud you don't have to study it you just read it crack open it and start reading out loud and do it for a couple days don't just do it for one night and expect to be better although there could be some cases of that but i recommend you just read out loud you know, for a few days you'll start to you'll start to see an improvement. But Jesus says, He says, Come unto me all that all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You know, that word laden means loading down or burdened down. Are you burdened with something? Is, this just, is there just something that you just? It's just nipping at you Like a dog with heels Is there something that you Are so burned down with That you're just so tired and exhausted And you just can't continue anymore Jesus says Come on to me And I'll give you rest You know how you get rest and comfort? Open your Bible and read in prayer. Because you know when you open your Bible and you start reading and you start praying to God, you'll you'll feel better. You'll start to feel better. You will. Jesus says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. But he doesn't just stop there. He says take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. You know... Jesus says, Learn of me. How do you learn of Jesus? Certainly, it's not by visions. Certainly, it's not by Christ coming down and physically appearing to you. You know, you learn of him by his word. by his word that's how you learn of him take my yoke upon you and learn of me by the way Jesus says learn of me meaning you learn from Jesus. Don't go to the world and learn from the world. Don't go see some psycho... Listen, if you're burdened down and you're just oppressed by devils, don't go see a psychologist. Don't go through therapy because you're oppressed by devils. God's people doesn't do not need physical therapy By a psychologist to cope with handling devils. Because psychologists don't have the answer. Jesus does. So, and by the way, if you go seek after the things of the world when you're down, and you start seeking after the world, and you start seeking after things to try to get comfort, you commit idolatry which is spiritual adultery. You know I like what I like what Pastor Jason Cooley says. He says selfish people do not get comforted. And he's right. And by the way, if God does things by the book, so should you go to the book and do things by the book. Why? It's because it is by the book you will receive comfort. It is by the Holy Ghost you will receive comfort. Not of the things of this world. This world... Listen, this world can offer you a comfort. But it's not the same comfort that Christ offers you know why because this world will comfort you to hell that's what it do Jesus can comfort you into heaven now when I say that because I know I'm gonna have a well bring you, you we're we we can not rely on comfort now listen when I say that meaning the only source of comfort God's gonna give you is through his word and through his spirit. And by the way, it's his word that will lead you into heaven. So while the the the, the word of God is going to lead you to heaven he will comfort you. People need to take a chill pill especially now. People are so whitely town tal- just really, they're so wound tightly, tightly, uh, wound, rounded, wound up. Sorry, I I can't talk today. It's been a long day, but they're so tightly wound. I think, you know what I think? I think everyone just needs to just get back in their Bibles. I'm serious. Listen, I'm not talking to the lost people. I'm talking to Christians. Christian, listen. I think just five minutes of cracking open your Bible and reading out loud can do you some good. Instead of looking at YouTube and and all the things on the internet about all these conspiracies why don't you crack open your bible and just read and not get so stir crazy all the time we get so stir crazy about what's going on in the election and all those other things and 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 and, and listen it's taking our attention off from the word of god we ought to place our attention on the word of god because it is only by the word of god in the Holy Ghost you will ever receive comfort and direction listen even if you just gotta crack open your Bible and just start reading out loud for like 5 minutes a day it's a good start but Christians ought to look in their Bible first Because God does things by the word of God. By his word. He that's what that's he he does it by the God does things by the book. If you want comfort, you go you go to the book. Read Psalms. Listen, if, if you got if you gotta read Proverbs at least one chapter a day or in the morning before you leave, it's better than nothing. Read a chapter a day. Amen. Now, we talked about so far in this in in, in this series, in the ser- in the Matthew series. We talked about briefly about how you know, G- when if Jesus gives us something, we ought to freely give as we. As we have freely been given from the Lord, we ought to freely give to others. If you want to know the essence of true liberty in Christ, it's you serving others, not yourself. Why do you think God comforts you? Is it so that he can kiss your boo-boo and send you on your way? No. God freely comforts you in his word. Why? So that you can take what you went through and comfort others that are going through the same thing. As you freely receive, freely give. The word of God should be free. Are you listening? There is there is people who try to put a price on the word of God shouldn't be doing that. You give the word of God free. Uh, How do you read all the New Testament? How do you read all New Testament together? Well, I'll tell you what. Okay, this is how I'm reading. Uh, I will read a chapter or two, maybe a couple chapters out of Job. I will switch over to Psalms. And read that before I go to bed. Okay. When I wake up in the morning. Before I leave. I'll send my Bible verses out. And then I will read a chapter of Proverbs. You can read all the new together. Okay. You can do that. But for me. I'm just focusing on just reading the Bible out loud. Does that, does that answer your question, does that answer your question, uh, brother? There's not really a set thing that I, now if you're asking me how I study, I'm a topical studier, so I'll, I'll research, I'll research like a topic and then I'll, I'll start getting a couple verses here and there and then start branching out and looking through different verses that correlate to the verses that I just got. That's kind of how typically. If I preach like, like in church behind behind the pulpit. That's kind of what I do. Um, but anyways. When you get people that want to charge. For you to hear the word of God. shouldn't be. The word of God is meant to be free. You know why? Because it's the word of God that makes men free. So if the word of God makes men free, it ought to be free. You know that you know what you know what you know what it would be like if you charged to hear the word of God? It would be like this. It would be like you chained. To a, it would be like you chained to a brick wall and you say get me out of here and guard says okay pay me some money and I'll let you go do you think Jesus does that no he goes and makes them free breaks the chains makes them free and at what cost no cost to that person christ obviously had to pay pay for it and he did by his by his death and resurrection but it didn't cost the person that was chained all he said was all he wanted was to be free Catholic Church is notorious for that. They'll say, uh, well, if you give us money, we'll pray a prayer and get your family out of, and we'll get your family a step closer out of uh, purgatory. That's nonsense. That's a bunch of fried bologna on a stick. You don't need that trash. the, But the Catholic Church wants payment. Do you think Christ expects payment? No. He does it freely. So why should anyone be charged to hear the word of God? Just saying. The word of God should be free because that makes people free. Amen. Um boy, it's almost 50 minutes already. And I'm still at 36%. And we've gone through the whole chapter. How about that? Yeah, the Catholic Church is a whore. So is the Lutheran Church. You know why? Because the Lutherans and Catholics are pretty much kissing cousins. Um, so listen, I hope I can be an encouragement for you. And like I said, it's probably, there's probably a reason why I'm doing, there's probably a reason why I'm doing this particular chapter at this moment. I wasn't going to go, I wasn't, and remember, I was going to do this message last week and I just was not feeling up to it. But now it's like the Lord has enabled me To do this particular message at this time Possibly a reminder to myself But a reminder to those And a comfort to those So I hope that this message brought you comfort Hope that you can take what I say And search it in the Bible for yourselves And be comforted by the word of God So I hope this was a blessing. I hope this was um, not just a blessing, but I hope it is a comfort to you. Amen. Um, We've already gone through the whole chapter 11 already, so uh, Lord willing, next week, um, I didn't do the announcements because I was really wanting to get into all this, and by God's grace, I was able to get through all this. And I'm at 36%. So I thought my battery was going to be drowned even further. So, um, thank you for being patient and bearing with me as I go through this. Um, but listen now, uh, Lord willing, uh, next week. Okay. One week, one week from tonight, next week, I will be doing, uh, Lord willing, uh, Matthew chapter 12. And. And. I'm going to tell you right now, Matthew chapter 12 may be a two-part thing because I've, uh, it's 50 verses long. Okay, so it's a long one. And uh, so I'm probably going to maybe do it in two. Lord willing, we might do it in one, but we'll see. Okay, I think I'm going to split it in two because next week, uh, we're going to be getting into um, a nation divided against the self can't stand. And I really think that there is so much information there that plot, so much, just, there's so much there, especially for our time. So I'm going to probably be spending some time on that, okay? Because we need to know, y'all need to know that, that we're in trouble as a nation. And y'all, you ought to understand the reason why we have this Republican-Democrat deal is because both sides are being used to create chaos, to to pit to pit ourselves against each other. Okay, so uh, next week this may actually only this may be like a two-part deal for for Matthew 12. So y'all stay tuned for that. Uh, Sunday. I don't know what I'm going to do Sunday yet. So y'all pray for me. I, I wasn't even sure if I was going to do anything this past Sunday. There's so much going on. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, pray for me. Um. Because I've been going through some discouragement myself. I've been going through discouragement for my... Of my, I've been going through discouragement th- uh, Myself I've been very Just not feeling that great Not like physically but just spiritually not feeling all that great So you all pray for me um, Brother I hope I'm feeding the flock I hope I am I can't tell you if I am or not because I I just, I don't want to be misleading or lying. I hope I can, I hope I am feeding the flock. And brother, I appreciate you tuning in. I do. Um, But for even those who watch, even after, wasn't able to tune in, for all those of you that watch, you are the reason why I do what I do. All of you are. Amen. So, y'all pray for me. Um, I don't have anything else. Uh, There is no new announcements. Um, July is about to be done with. So, heading into August. So, we're going to start slowly creeping up into fall. It's going to be nice. I love fall weather. Right now, it's just icky out. It's, like, supposed to be in the hundreds all week this week down here. So, it's just exhausting and tiring and and all that stuff. So, you know, it is what it is. Um... Yeah, bring on the cold. Yeah, the coldness is actually in my apartment, which is good. I want to keep the cold in the in the apartment. Amen. It's too hot out. I think today it got up to like a hundred and four. Like literally, we're hitting we're hitting like record highs. Record heat, just record heat in our state, and it's exhausting, especially when you're working. Especially if you're going across to, uh... Uh... Neighborhood Market... Walmart... To... Buying some... Um... Oh, what is it? Not soda... But it's, uh... What is... What is that flavored water? It's not Gatorade... But it's what? Not Powerade... Uh... Boy, I can't think of it anyways. Anyways, but it's like flavored water, pretty much, and it's like it's huge, It's like big bottles for like a dollar thirty some a piece. So I I tend to chug those on real quick. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, that, that's all I got. Um. For tonight, hopefully you guys were blessed by it, comforted by it. Amen. So. Anyways, uh, this is Brother Brennan. I'm signing off for the evening. Uh, you guys, if you guys are in the heat, stay in the cool. Don't get overheated. Drink plenty of water, guys. All those who are watching from very heated states, drink plenty of water. Stay hydrated. Amen. And uh, drink drink plenty of fluids. You need that. We all need that. Amen. Um, other than that, that's going to be it. So y'all... You all have a good night. God bless you. I love you. And uh, we'll see you on the next video. Alright? God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya. Bye.